The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris. That's Hannah over there. This is 30 Minutes of Good for Evergreen Park. And it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, who I was just informed this past week is once again extending with us throughout the year. They will continue to be the proud sponsors of the EP Podcast. That is awesome. We love having them. Yes, they're very happy with us. We're very happy with them. I'm excited because I moved over my business accounts to them recently, and I had already told the story about how they sprung into action when there was a little glitch online. Well, I was also talking to them about the idea of like making deposits and like some convenience things. Yeah. And what was incredible was... They just went right to work to try to find a way to make it easier for my business to operate. Like, they were like, well, how often do you have, like, things happening? And how often do you have money coming out? And you have all these different podcasts. And very personalized, right on top of it. They set up an app for me, like, that they have. But they were like, they they helped me work through it so that I knew exactly how to use it. I'm able to make deposits in, like, five different ways now. They have all these different ways to make my life more convenient. I Seriously... It took me 45 minutes on the phone this past week just to figure out how to close out my account with the big corporate bank that I've been using. And 45 in th- minutes to figure out how to close right. the account. Yeah, right, because it, it, like it's impossible to deal with them. And that's why I'm leaving them. <laughs> First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They're like they're like a moment away, an email, a text, a phone call. I pop in. They all know who I am. It's great if you have a small business or Let's say you want some personalized attention from your bank with all of your accounts. First National Bank of Evergreen Park over at 95th and Pulaski. Visit them today at bankevergreenpark.com. Today on the program, Glenn Panuski from The Village will join us and will tell us what's happening with the 4th of July parade, day in the park, all the different events for the summer and for the fall, what is happening and what is not happening and what is being pushed back a month or so. And there's some new events that are in the works that are going to happen to kind of balance everything out. So the the village has some plans. He's going to let us in on that. That is ahead on the show today. We also have joining us the brand new superintendent of District 124 Schools. That is up ahead and a visit with John Dalkey from the Food Bank. He's going to be in here. He's got good news for all of us. Can't wait to talk to him. I don't think you could fit anything else into this show this week. Look at all those people in this great suburb driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember? Ted Kaczynski. You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the E. Podcast All Things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast Evergreen Park. 
On the phone with us right now, always a treat when he joins us, and he's hopefully going to help me out with this problem I have. I have a I have a dog that I want to get out and around other dogs, and Evergreen Park has a dog park, and I figured if I'm going to ask a question about anything that has to do with Evergreen Park, Glenn Panuski from the Village is going to get on, and I'm going to ask him those questions. Glenn, how are you? I am fine, and I can answer your dog question for you. How have you been? The next interview that we do, I'm coming down to the bar. I, mean, I keep waiting for that. We're shorthanded here today. It's all a time thing now. You know, hey, I'm fully vaccinated, and so, you know, uh, I think, you know, I can still stay six feet away from you. <laughs> you don't need to be six feet away from me, Glenn. I'm not scared, okay? I mean, you, you come down here, you join me at the bar, we'll sit down, we'll have a conversation whenever you're able to do it. So I, I got next, this. Next time. I got this uh, this dog. during. It's my pandemic dog when my kids were bored. And cute dog, but it, uh, the dog needs to be around other dogs. The dog doesn't know how to deal with, with like every time he walks by a house, he barks like crazy, pulls on the chain. Every time that he, he, he sees a dog go by, he goes crazy. But in the rare occasions when he's actually next to one, he just wants to play. That's all he wants to do. And you got the dog park over there and I don't know anything about it. So first of all, explain this to me. Is this like open to anybody in Evergreen Park? Is it open to people outside of the area? Give me the basics. Both actually. Uh, the first thing with your dogs, you get him, uh, him or her registered here with the village, uh, which is a five dollar annual fee, and uh, you have to show a proof of rabies vaccination. So, I, and I don't know, dogs have to be a certain age when they get that. So, um, but that's a first step. And then the Happy Bark Dog Park over there, at Fifty Acre Park. Uh, it's about, I want to say, it's about seven, eight years old now. Um, that is for residents is a, you know, so on top of your $5 registration fee, the dog park itself, it's 20 bucks a year. And what happens is you come in and, you know, they give you a little key fob and they activate it right away. And you can literally head right over there and, uh, you know, just pass it underneath a little doohickey that they got on the, uh, on the door. And, you know, it's, it's open from, I want to say, like 7 o'clock in the morning. and I mean, there's rarely anyone in there after dark, you know. But uh, And there's three different yards, you know, one for each, each size dog. And, uh, yeah, it's open for Evergreen Park residents. And, you know, they have the last few years. We've got, you know, uh, our neighbors over in, uh, in Beverly, you know, got their dogs coming in, too. They pay a little higher of a rate. I think it's $50 for, for their dog plus the $5 registration. So, and I'll tell you what the nice thing over there is, is they got a nice little community of, of dog lovers over there that they get together and the dogs play together. Um, you know, they do ask if you've got a really big aggressive dog, maybe that's not the place for you to be. Right. Um, there has been, you know, an occasional problem there or two. And in that case, you know, we just also say that if you see a dog, uh, exhibiting aggressive behavior, or more so if you see people coming in that are coming in without that fob, you know, like, you know, hey, come on, buddy, I can let you in with me because I've got a fob. You know, you just you just call the call 911 right away and they will have a, uh, a police officer over there to uh, to solve that. So. so you're telling me don't go over there and pick your dog up and toss him over the fence because you'll get caught and you're going to jail. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, right. And the dog wouldn't appreciate that either. So I wouldn't do you know. that. I just think about the crazy things that people do, Glenn. And then I go to myself like, I just want to make sure that we're clear. Don't toss your dog over the fence. Go do it the right way. So if they want to go and they want to register, they bring that stuff over to the village hall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the whole process makes takes five minutes here. 
So, um, and like I say, if you got the dog with you, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll walk out of here with that electronic fob and, you know, give it a, give, give them a couple minutes to activate it, but you go right in. Pardon the music, but I'm looking at the next thing we're going to talk about, and it's basically the word on the street. Why have me talk about what's going on in Evergreen Park when I've got EP's Insider on the line with me right now? The EP Word on the Street brought to you by Mike Thauer, your country financial representative located right here in Evergreen Park, 3923 West 95th Street. He takes care of all of my insurance needs. Give him a call today, 708 425 1559. Well, the, the rec department, they are starting their registration for all their summer programs, including uh, the day camps, and that officially uh, began um, Friday, you know, with a full day registration, but you can register uh, and during, during normal business hours until the classes fill up and, and the day camps do fill up pretty quick. Uh, the full day day camp is available uh, for kids who are entering first grade through entering sixth grade. Um, but yeah, the, the day camps are all local. They'll be taking place at the community center. There's going to be a few of them over at our senior center. We got them, we got them you know, spread out and they're following all the, the social distancing that is needed to do. I really hope that by next year we don't have to say that anymore, but it's just a part of life. One other thing I want to mention, don't forget vaccines are now available at the Evergreen Park Pharmacy, first floor, Mary Potter Pavilion, over at Little Company, 2850 West 95th Street. It's the Moderna vaccine. I call it the Cadillac of vaccines. Register online, and if you don't have access to online registration, the village will help you out. Give them a call, 708-229-3341. Leave your information. They'll call you back and set it up. My vaccine journey is something we'll talk about next week. We're also going to continue to talk with Glenn later on in the program about Evergreen Park summer and fall events. What's new, what's gone this year, and what's still happening. This is the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. You've heard us talk about Cool Cloud's Vapor Shop, local Evergreen Park business that helps people stop smoking. In fact, they've been around right here in Evergreen Park since 2014, and they are open and ready now to help smokers get off of cigarettes with a $30 starter kit. A wide range of devices are available. Try a different flavor or a nicotine strength. And right now they're offering curbside pickup, delivery, and shipping options. Cool Clouds also has a growing selection of CBD products and recreational cannabis accessories. First time customers, mention the EP podcast for 20% off your first purchase when you sign up for the rewards program. With gift certificates available, get one now for the smoker you want to get off cigarettes. Cool Clouds Vapor Shop, 3837 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Age verification is required, must be 21. Remember, quitting smoking is hard. Lucky for you, there's Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Joining me on the phone line right now, uh, the new superintendent of District 124. She takes over this summer. It's already been announced. Dr. Jenna Woodland on the line with us. Hello, Doc. Hi, how are you today? It's so great to be here speaking with you. Um, I'm, I cannot be more thrilled to serve as the next superintendent of Evergreen Park School District 124. 
before we get into any questions that I might have for you, a lot of people don't know you, and they've got a lot of different schools here in Evergreen Park underneath District 124. Why did you decide Evergreen Park was the next place for you to go and work? So I always had all these different connections to Evergreen Park. And to start with, my my husband grew up in Evergreen. And my in-laws um, actually were housed in Evergreen for quite some time. My father-in-law was a part of the fire department in Evergreen. My mother-in-law worked for a little company. My husband went through the school system. He graduated from the high school. And I had a best friend who lives in Beverly. Her husband worked for the fire department. So I had all these connections to Evergreen. And to be honest, I felt left out of the party. And I thought that I had um, great connections and to people that I loved and cared about and that it would be just a great for me. I'm a Southside Irish girl at heart, and I just knew that there was something that would draw me to the community. You know, a crazy time right now for teachers and educators all around the world. And Evergreen Park really kind of jumped out in front of everybody else. I mean, they had kids in school a week into the school year. I think they, they delayed did. it for like a week. We had uh, both the uh, the current interim superintendents on this show at the same time over the summer. I think we had them on twice and talked with them about their plans. And very early on in the summer, they wanted to get the kids in the school. What impressed you the most about what Evergreen Park was able to pull off that other districts couldn't? It was really a community that, to be honest, that band together and teachers were willing to step up and come to the plate and say that we believe that we want to offer kids the opportunity to be in school. And that really spoke to me. It spoke to me that they were able to, you know, put that front forward and state to the community that this is essential, that our kids have education in person. And that really speaks volumes to the ability to the community to really rally together and rally around something, especially kids and learning. How does it work with being a superintendent? Like, is this like a like a term? Is it like you have a contract? Is it your job until somebody gets tired of you or you get tired of us? Like, <laughs> how does it all, how does it all break down? It, it's really, it's an agreement between a community, a board of education, a superintendent to say, you know, we're really committed to working with each other for a certain amount of time. And hopefully I'm there for an extended period of time to really show that I'm dedicated to the community and, and most importantly, dedicated to the kids and the teachers of the school district long term. What's the transition like? Are you learning things about the district and and kind of getting a good picture right now as to what you're walking into? Absolutely. I, I know I was really, really fortunate that the Board of Education went through a process pretty early on this school year, and they also granted me some transition time, which I'm super grateful to have. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed doing is being in classrooms with teachers already and conducting some meet and greets with teachers to have an understanding of where the staff is at and what they're hopeful for, looking forward to into the next school year. I am a firm believer in the fact that teaching is a calling, and regardless of a a title that you have in a school district or an organization, everyone in that building is a teacher, whether you're a teaching associate or paraprofessional or a custodian, you're everyday educating kids. And it's quite possibly one of the hardest professions. And what I've really, again, learned about Evergreen is that all the staff is willing to really rally around what's best for kids. And I'm so excited that I've had the opportunity to be in buildings with teachers and principals and getting to know faces. And I have been absolutely welcomed. And I cannot say how grateful I am for that, that chance to do that. 
You know, we've had the superintendent of District 231, which is essentially the high school, Tom O'Malley, on the show before. Yes. When he sits around and he talks about the fact there are several big Catholic high schools and then there's Evergreen Park High School and how he strives to get every kid in Evergreen Park to come to his school. You have a couple of Catholic grammar schools that have longstanding traditions here and and, and you have people that consider sending their kids there. But do you kind of look at it as we want to be so good that you draw people to you instead of being, well, I can't afford this. I guess I'll go to District 124. More of a draw to get people to come and choose you. 120%. I want Evergreen Park to be the absolute best. That's always my goal. And I want the community to see that. And I've actually had the opportunity to meet with Mr. O'Malley and see the high school and see all the renovations that they've done. And I look forward to partnering with him and ensuring that there's a very smooth transition from eighth grade into high school and that we work on vertical alignment in curriculum and in teaching and learning practices along the way and the opportunities that we provide provide for kids in a preschool through 12th grade system in Evergreen Park. Is there anything that you're looking at right now that you think there's a project you want to start, there's something you want to change, is everything just perfect right now? Like, Have you gotten ideas in your head that you'd be able to share with us at this point? Uh, I always have ideas. <laughs> of course, you know, my my always goal right now, you know, we're at the tail end. I like to think of a pandemic, but my goal for next school year is just always to increase communication with families and with teachers. And so for them to have a full understanding of where I stand and what that looks like and how we can partner together to ensure a, a successful transition into the following school year. You know, you mentioned a pandemic. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, just like I asked uh, your predecessors, um, how will you kind of determine how you're going to enter into next school year? I mean, I I personally make the prediction that at some point in the middle of the summer, the idea of all the all the vaccines are out there. If people wanted them, they could have mm-hmm. gotten them. And, and I don't I honestly don't believe you're going to get 70 to 80 percent of this country vaccinated. It's just too polarizing of a country right now. So what what will guide you in terms of how you do things next year? Because I imagine you'll get a couple of parents sitting there saying, hey, does my kid have to wear this mask for the next five years? Like there's going to be those questions. How what will guide you in your decision making? Absolutely. So we always take our guidance from the state of Illinois, and they're the the people who provide us the best, you know, mitigation strategies to ensure that at all times kids are safe and staff is safe as they return to school next year. You know, I, I firmly believe that kids should be in school. That's where I stand philosophically. That's important to me. And I intend to do everything I possibly can to ensure that that environment continues to be in place in Evergreen Park for the families who are, are looking for that to continue. Dr. Jenna Woodland is going to be, you start what, July 1st you take over? I start July 1st. Can you believe it? And it's like right around the corner. I cannot wait to officially be there, to be there every single day with, you know, kids and and families and teachers. I have been overjoyed to just, you know, walk into classrooms and see how positive everything is in Evergreen. And I'm just grateful to be a part of that family now. And I hope that everyone welcomes me into their family moving forward. And I I just truly feel blessed to serve as the next superintendent of Evergreen Park School District. Well, Dr. Woodland, I really appreciate you jumping on the EP podcast. We look forward to talking to you in the future and and good luck. Uh, You know, a lot of people take over a new job and they already, (laughs) all they have to do is think about like, 
Where am I? Am I moving? Like, uh, what? What, what is my office gonna be like? And you, you're in the middle of the the back end of a of a pandemic with all <laughs> the things. I mean, like, you have so much probably on your plate. I appreciate you jumping on and talking with us. Thank you, thank you so much, and I appreciate the opportunity so much. Thank you. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things when Tom Walsh is nearby? He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie, member SIPC. Sitting down here with a good friend that we haven't talked to in a little while. You know, the, the election, I don't know if you noticed, got a little exciting. Uh, about a month or so ago, and that's all we were covering. And now it's like I'm trying to catch back up with all the regulars that come in here on the EP podcast and sit down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. And John Dalkey's down here from the Food Pantry. How are you, John? Okay, Chris. Good to see you again. Oh, look, it's good to see you too. You know, weather's going to be up and down a little bit, but uh, we're seeing more good days than bad days. Uh, I'm feeling real positive about the summer. You know, I feel like we're all coming out from underneath this dark cloud. I mean, some people might take them a little bit longer to get out from underneath the cloud, but I'm I'm feeling good right now. How are things going on over at the at the food pantry? Because I always worry about you that nobody pays attention to the food pantry except for like when it's around the holidays. Um, well, we're doing okay at the food pantry. Th- you know, thankfully, um, our numbers have been down, and it's it's really kind of hard to understand why. All I all I can think of is maybe the stimulus and the money has really helped out quite a, uh, quite a few families. But you know, and you know, saying that we're still at around thirty families a week. Um, and, uh, you know, they really are, are uh, in need, you know, so it's obviously a great pleasure to be able to help uh, our neighbors in need here in Evergreen Park. So a few less, because I remember, I, remember I, I distinctly remember that it was really rough, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. it went up from, you know, 30 to 35 a week to <laughs> around 150 a week. It was insane, you know, yeah. all what was going on. And, you know, food pantry was uh, the, or the food depository was very good as as far as being a supplier to us. They stepped up their game. They were they were delivering every week during the height of the uh, pandemic, and normally they only deliver once a month. So it was crazy time. And you know, you've you've seen the volunteers at the food pantry. I'm I'm one of the younger ones, and you know, we were dying on our feet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember you had the high school kids from yeah. the, from Evergreen Park Evergreen going over Park, there and yeah, helping yeah. you out, and yeah. and, and it and was just an incredible job. crush yeah. that you guys had going on. And then, uh, and now you're saying that you're when you gave me those numbers, it sounds like you're back to normal. Well, yeah, well, yeah, uh, pre COVID normally we're back to you know, so um, you know, uh, so things are have been running smoothly because um, you know we are back to normal. But, you know, I would really like to take this opportunity to thank all of the people from Evergreen Park that have been so generous to us during the course of the the last year. It was really necessary. It was a big help. There were a lot of people who both husband and wife had been laid off, you know, primarily in the hospitality industry, working in hotels or restaurants. And, you know, they were scared and they were desperate. And, 
you know, we were able to take the um, their concern over how they're going to feed their families off their plate, and uh, so they could focus just on on paying their bills, you know, with a little bit of money that was coming in. So it was it was great support uh, during the uh, pandemic. But you know, as usual, it's one of those ongoing things. People need to eat all year, you know, not just at the holidays. So, you know, we just appreciate that you always keep us in mind when you're at the store, you know, pick up an extra cake mix and frosting or some, you know, a package of cookies. And you can either drop them off at the food pantry on Fridays when we're open between uh, 930 and noon, or you can always drop anything off at the Office of Citizen Services in the new community center. Okay, so Office of Citizen Services is over in the community center now. That's kind of changed, so people know they can drop it off over there. I remember when we first started talking about a year or so ago, uh, when you first came on the podcast, it was a different location. And then also, what's the location of the food pantry? It's it's uh, at the corner of 98th Place in Washtenaw. And when is it? It's Fridays is when you hand out the food, right? right? Yeah. So what are the times for that normally? From 9.30 until noon. Okay. But I'm usually there about 8 o'clock in the morning. And we have several people that donate things kind of like on a weekly basis, and they, they drop it off, you know, that early, you know, like on their way to work or something like that uh, when, when it's not as busy. We've always, we've always uh, talked about the, the people that donate the food. We were always like, this is what you need, this is what you bring out. But I don't know how much we've ever gotten into how does it work for somebody who actually needs to go over there. Like if there's somebody who's listening right now and they've still, they're still dealing with something, is it something where they have to call ahead? Is it something where they just show up during that time and you guys make some put something together for them? Is it like a pre-scheduled thing? How does it normally work for people that need to come and get help? Anybody who's an Evergreen Park resident should um, just come over on Friday mornings between nine thirty and noon, and um, you know we'll we'll give them. You know, we get we usually give everything everybody at least one of everything that we have, and that includes you know frozen meat, dry goods. Um, uh, eggs or milk and uh, what we call a combo box that we've been getting that's got some produce in it too. So, and um, usually uh, if you have never been to the food pantry before, you register at that point, you know, your first day what did you show up at the food pantry and that information goes into our database and we send you a card in the mail every month. This is a reminder saying, you know, this is your day. Now there are, obviously there's people who are working that can't be there, they should notify. You know, they should contact uh, me or the Office of Citizen Services and say, "I can't be there on Friday. I've got a doctor's appointment, or I'm working, or I've got to look after my mother, or something, something like that." And the Office of Citizen Services uh, will arrange to have the food delivered to your house by the by the bus driver. That's amazing. All right, so. Everybody always thinks canned foods and non-perishables. You always bring up the cake and the cake mix because it's a thing that people don't normally get to go have. But look, a lot of these people, they have kids, and it'd be great if they could do something nice for them, especially around their birthday, to have that available through the food pantry. Any other items that you can think of off the top of your head that you don't get donated enough that you could use right now? Well, not only things that we're not donated enough, the things that we don't typically get from the food depository. Okay. And, and, and those would be, you know, dry breakfast cereal is always a big thing. Uh, strawberry jelly or grape jelly, peanut butter, um, condiments, um, syrup. We do, we do get a lot of pancake mix from the food depository. But, but no have, syrup. But no syrup. I know. <laughs> Cake mixes and frosting, as you already mentioned. And then snack type items, you know, would fit in school lunches or just for kids to have. Because that's, again, something that we don't typically get from the food depository. And then as far as other essentials, you know, things like bar soap. 
laundry detergent, toothpaste, toilet paper, deodorant. Um, those are all good, always always good things because that's money that obviously people would have to spend if they you know that uh, if they didn't if they didn't have it and had to go to the store. So we want to try to become a you know a pantry that provides everything that you know they can use without having to spend their own money so they can use it to pay other bills. That's awesome. John Dalkey, you're one of the good people here in Evergreen Park. You're always doing good stuff and and leading things over there at the food pantry, although you'll always sit there and say you got an awful lot of people over there that are working. You're just the guy that is uh, is sent over here to, to sit down here and talk with me. We do but, have some awesome volunteers, though. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've been over there. I've met them. You got, you got a great group over there. If somebody ever wants to help out over there, like they, they're, they're like, I got free time. I want to work, call the Office of Citizen Services. Citizen Services, or they can contact me through the Office of Citizen Services, and, and we'll put them to work. You know, normally I like to, what I like to do is give everybody an, um, an area of responsibility that uh, they, that they get to know over a period of time. And you know, there's always, there's we're always looking for help. It's always good for like service hours for these kids too. and for kids too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put them out there. Get them doing something good. And, you know, and kids who are, you know, interested in uh, uh, like a business career, it's a great uh, learning ground for them to learn how to manage inventory, how to place orders, uh, how to deal with the public, you know, in, actually in person instead of like on the phone. Uh, and and pe- the people who are really in desperate situations. So you learn how to, you know, interact with people in person. So there's a lot of good things that kids can get out of this. So we're encouraging them to... Uh, you know, volunteer when they can. Now, a lot of times they're in school during uh, on Fridays when we're open. But if you're not, you know, just stop in and we'll put you to work. All right. Office of Citizen Services, if you want that phone number, I've got it sitting here for you right now. 708-422-8776. Again, it's over at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. John Dalkey, thanks for stopping by. And I'm happy to hear things are going well over at the food pantry. Don't forget about them, though, folks. Just because he said things are going well, you don't stop helping. You know, you never know when they're going to need something. But thanks for stopping by. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Imagine one day out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right. Because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name. Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle locally or at a long distance at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. The EP Podcast is 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb right here for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area, and I thank you for listening. We're going to actually go a little bit over today, just because. Maybe it'll incentivize you to hit the subscribe button if you haven't done it already, or leave a review on Apple Podcast or on any other podcast player that you use. By the way, we just built a brand new website. If you go to the eppodcast.com now, it is far more interactive Go check it out. We'll talk more about it on the next episode. But the real reason I want to stick around is we never got back to Glenn Panuski, who's waiting patiently on the phone. He helped us kick off the show, but I want to know what's going on this summer. Are all of my favorite Evergreen Park events coming back? 
Are there any new events? Has anything changed? When do we get to be together? Me and you out amongst the rest of the people of Evergreen Park. What's the word, Glenn? Now, I will be the bearer of bad news, so I will put my really? head in the you're guillotine. Co- you're, coming, yeah. you're coming on my show to give people bad news. I will put my head in the guillotine, and that is at the board meeting on uh, Monday, April 19th, uh, the mayor did announce that this year's parade will be canceled. Really? You got to remember that to when you're planning the parade, you're actually starting to work on it four months out, four or five months out. And at that point, you know, in February, March, the, the numbers, the COVID numbers were just not looking good because you, you've got to put in that much time to get your license from the permit from the state to close off 95th Street, you know. And uh, just the way the COVID numbers were looking, uh, the mayor was like, it is at this point just not a good idea to put 25, 35,000 people up and down 95th Street uh, for the parade. So, and trust me, he hated to have to punt on that one, you know, because we missed it last year for the same reason. And even if on July 1st, the COVID numbers are down to zero, you know, it's like you say, you, you have to make that call a few months ahead of time. And a lot, a lot of it too is um, the parade costs a lot of money and they were usually we get a lot of sponsors for it. And that wasn't going to happen uh, this year, you know, because uh, people are still uh, uh, digging out, so to speak, you know. And the, and the third thing, too, is that no one realizes that normally we have uh, help from a lot of the neighboring uh, police departments. And in, in light of, you know, what's going on over the last year, that help isn't there, at least not this summer. I get the whole idea that you got to do four months in advance for 95th Street. I understand that. And I get the idea that you might not be getting as much help as you would normally get from outside uh, police departments. And, and I, I understand when the decision needed to be made, but I, I hope that for things that can be still done in Evergreen Park, that there's still hope that you could end up having a day in the park, especially when you're seeing, you know, mask mandates starting to loosen for vaccinated people, more people getting vaccinated. Is there still hope that there'll be some events in Evergreen this summer and into the fall that we would normally traditionally have? Absolutely. We're just shifting a lot of it into the fall. Um, there will be fireworks. Uh, they are, but that will be towards the end of the summer. I think the mayor's trying to put something together to hand off to, to Kelly Burke <laughs> um, uh, for a fireworks show, probably around Labor Day. Um, there, the summer concerts will be back uh, starting uh, the 13th of June is when they kick off with the uh, encore um, a concert band, you know, over there at uh, at Circle Park. So you were kind of easing into a little bit. Uh, no day in the park. We're, we're looking to convert that into an Oktoberfest, okay. you know, for, uh, you know, for, for in October. The thing that uh, you worked with us on last year, uh, that fantasy fest that we did over the senior center, we did it in February of uh, 2020. That will go up in October as well over at the senior center. So. I like that, too. That's a good thing to do, like, right around, like, Halloween, because sometimes – People want to dress up for that. I think that's really cool. I'm excited about the uh, the Oktoberfest thing. This is the thing. Look, Glenn, I'm itching. I haven't been out with my people. The EP podcast likes to go out to all these events. We like to see the people. We like to be out there with the with the crowd. So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm excited that we're at least planning some things here. They might be delayed a little bit, but 
but I need it. I'm itching for it. I got a Jones in for getting out there and and giving out prizes and hanging out with the folks that listen to the podcast. So so I'm glad that we're at least we're trending in the right direction. You know, it's it's you know, with the COVID. Yeah, we're we're rounding that curve. Uh, you know, but they, the village just wants to make sure everything is done absolutely safely and it'll just make for a fun fall. Now, the other thing, a couple other things that will be happening now, the, uh, the farmer's market opens up a few days from now, Thursday, May 6th over at Yukich. So that, you know, and that goes through, uh, October. And then uh, they had skipped it last year with that memories to go, you know, the village wide, uh, the a garage sale over there at Yukich uh, Field. Uh, that will happen this year. That will happen in September. Late summer, fall is is where you're going to see a, a return of, of a lot of, of those kind of functions. And they will literally be one right after the other. So uh, they're going to make up for it. Glenn, I appreciate you jumping on the line. I I, uh, I love talking with you. Uh, you know, good, some good, some bad in there. But I mostly that's good. And I, I now know what to do with the dog park. Glenn Panuski from the Village of Evergreen Park. Thanks a lot, bud. Thanks so much. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast. Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.